The following podcast is a She Did It and SydneyNanberg.com production. Welcome back to the She Did It podcast. My name is Sydney Nanberg, and I'm the creator and founder of She Did It and SydneyNanberg.com, your self-care and wellness resource with a twist, of course. My intention is to share valuable information, tips, and tricks to help you live a fulfilling life. I want you to come here looking for inspiration and leave with the tools you need to take on whatever it is you are going after. Thank you all so much again for tuning in. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. Guys, this is all free and valuable content coming your way two times per week. And I'd also love your feedback. So go ahead and leave a review if you are finding these episodes helpful. I would be so grateful. Today we are talking about how to create a life that you love, and I'm joined by someone who is actually making that happen, Camilla Nakagawa. Camilla is a television personality, and some of you might know her from MTV's The Challenge. She has recently developed a new lifestyle blog where she shares all of the highs and lows of pursuing her passion in life while inspiring others to do the same, which is so awesome. Camilla has totally inspired me as well and has this positive energy because of her competitive spirit and never give up mentality, which I can very much relate to. She has had so many amazing life experiences. She's an adventure seeker, adrenaline junkie, animal lover, and she is traveling the world. This girl is making it happen and you are going to love her. So let's dive in. Hey, Camilla, welcome to the She Did It podcast. I'm so glad to have you here. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. So I'm really excited to talk with you because you're seriously doing some amazing, badass things in life and you're traveling the world. You have this new website, you're inspiring people. And I just want to start off by letting you introduce yourself and tell us who you are and what it is that you're doing. Oh, awesome. Well, my name is Camilla Nakagawa. Um, a lot of people know me from doing the MTV challenges, uh, which is a competition show. So I've done that for about a decade. And I just kind of took a little break to try to give myself some time to dive into some of my own projects. But, you know, going back a little bit, I played soccer growing up. So I've always been very, very involved in sports and have always had a big passion for that and adventure and traveling. So a lot of people think that I do a lot of traveling because of the MTV shows. But really, I've been traveling since I was very, very young because of my family. So traveling has been ingrained in my DNA. But and also I'm yeah. from Brazil. I think that's um, a lot of people don't actually know that, which is very interesting. Why did you move here? Uh, well, I moved to America when I was 12 years old, 11, 12, turning okay. 12. Um, yeah, okay. so I've been here for, for a little while. <laughs> yeah, for, for, yeah, no, you've been here for a while. So that's amazing. Uh, and I think that what you're doing is super inspiring. And there's a lot of people out there who want to live a similar lifestyle or pursue their passion. And I don't know about you, but TV and social media just make everything in life seem like just so easy. And it makes it seem <laughs> like you actually know something. When in reality, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors, right? And like you said, you're well known for your role on MTV's The 
challenge, but take us back. Like what was life like before taking the leap to pursue your dreams? It could be as far back as you want. I know you moved here from Brazil. You grew up traveling a lot. So you have quite the story, but what was like life like before all of this? I mean, honestly, it wasn't very different. I was always um, a, like a leader in everything I did. Like I remember when I was, since I was very young, when people asked me what I wanted to do, I used to say, I don't know. I just know that I want to be my own boss and eventually hotels. <laughs> Actually, at one oh. point, my Facebook <laughs> name was Camilla. I want to own hotels Nakagawa. Like, no joke. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. So, so you really, how, wait, how old were you when you did that? I think I was, right when Facebook came out. I don't even know. I was, what, so, 16? Why? My God, I'm, I'm getting old. <gasps> why hotels? Because you love, you love traveling? Well, just a business woman in me, I think. So when I was 13 yeah. years old, I asked my mom, to sign up for Mary Kay for me so that I could sell lipstick in school. Um, oh. <laughs> so because I had to be 18 to officially sign up. So like, I just always had this drive to be my own boss. And I think I saw my mom doing it. And, you know, so it just always inspired me. And I just, for some reason, I, I didn't know what field I wanted to be in, but I knew that I wanted to be a leader and I wanted to lead people and I wanted to be a boss and you know I was like captain in soccer and I played volleyball and I wanted to just you know be involved in the community in events I was very involved in my church growing up so I was like leader of music and I used to lead youth you know group meetings and I don't know just something in me just always had that boss babe <laughs> thing, yeah you know so we're your parents business owners yes my mom and my dad owned restaurants growing up my dad was a civil engineer cool. but on the okay. side like I said we moved a lot because of my dad's job and then my mom would always open her little diners and her little restaurant wherever we were so I think seeing my mom do that really inspired me to want to do that because she was always with us, you know, she was always there. She was always a stay at home mom that, you know, I was always at the restaurant with her, you know, so it was a stay at home, but also not really like a businesswoman. but I just was yeah. always with her. So I think seeing that really inspired me. Inspired to you. Yeah. And what, what was her reaction? Was she super supportive when you were like 13? You were like, I want to sell Mary Kay lipsticks at school, <laughs> but I'm not 18. Did she sign you up? And was she like, okay, I'm on board? She did. I mean, actually, I that was just my first, you know, role working with like multimedia and that kind of business because I went on, I've sold shakes. I've worked with so many different brands growing up and it's kind of like how I made my money. And I just did it. I would go to meetings. I would go to school. Then I'd go to practice. And then I would link up with the people that would bring me onto these companies. And I would go and do meetings and educate people about why this shake is healthy. And, you know, and I just had a passion for that. My was it about like the freedom? Yeah. Was it about like the freedom of it? Or was it about like, like creating that freedom for yourself to do whatever it is you wanted to? to do because like I feel like sometimes like a lot of people go into these sales things or or they want to run their own business and they make it all about the money and it sounds like with you like you were just like passionate about whatever it is you were doing like you were like set out for this was it like what was it about like behind like I yeah, know being I think... a boss being a boss 
boss is more than just like, I mean, I, I've run my own company also, so I totally get it, but you're putting out fires all the time. Right. But like what drove you at such a young age? It's, it's so interesting to hear. Yeah, actually, my mom, it's funny, because my mom would sometimes get mad because she was like, you're never home. And I'm like, she's like, you're never home. Like, I would be that young girl that would get home late because I was working. I was literally doing meetings every single day. And then on the weekends, I was in church, which was, you know, from six in the morning until late. And I think it was just the community aspect. I think I played sports my whole life growing up. And they were always team sports. And so having that community was very important to me, as well as growing up in church, having that community, right? Those people that were like your second family. I don't know. It Mm -hmm. just, it's something that I think I always seeked out. And then moving to America, I didn't speak English. So figuring out figure out ways to build my own community and to be involved. And, you know, I think that, it just comes with being a leader. And I think I was that way right. since I was very young. And so I've always had that thirst for that and being involved in helping people and being around people that are doing more. And I was always very curious, like, okay, so like you have this beautiful house. How do I get there? And like, how am I going to become this, you know, build my legacy? Like, I don't know. I just always was really attracted to that. And it wasn't the money. Um, I guess in a way it was like, I've always had a dream of like, I want to be that person that's going to provide for my family. And I want to give everything to my mom and my dad and my sister. So I don't, I don't know exactly what it is. That's actually a good question. I just, I just know that there's this trait that I've always had since I was very, very young. And maybe it was that search for community that I didn't have you know, because I didn't speak the language. So I had to find other ways to, to connect with people. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that was just your passion and just like what you were set out to do. And obviously it's what you're set out to do in life, but like as a little, as a little kid too, doing those things, that's rare. Like I can actually relate to that when I was, I was probably 12 or 13. We had this thing in school where like you sell like subscriptions to magazines and you get to win all these prizes. And the person in the school who sold the most got to go in like a Hummer limo to lunch one day. And I was like, okay, first of all, I want, I don't want to sit in the cafeteria anymore for lunch. I want to get out. And I love sales. And like, I wanted to like, I'm super competitive and I wanted to be the best. So I sold more than anyone at the school. I got like all these little stupid little toy prizes, which I didn't (laughs) care about. I just cared about like taking my lunch away, like going in the Hummer limo and going somewhere else, like, but like, I was passionate about the sales. And like, I really took the time to understand what these magazines were. And it's so funny, because my grandfather just told me not that long ago that he still gets these magazines in the mail. And I'm like, Oh, my God, I totally I forgot about that until like, <laughs> until like two weeks ago. But I feel like you're just like, some people are just born with that, um, that passion and that drive to like either help others or, you know, inspire others or just go after what they want. And I mean, obviously you're super passionate, but with that, I'm sure comes a lot of obstacles. I know as, you know, a CEO and a business owner, you know, we face obstacles and struggles all the time. So that's another huge misconception, by the way, because we're talking about creating a life that you love, that you want to live that that you're excited for every day and people can see what you're doing on social media and it's amazing, but like those obstacles are still there. So what are some of yours? Um, 
Well, I think that figuring out like why you're doing what you're doing is always an obstacle. You know what I mean? Because sometimes just chase, 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 and it's never enough. And so I think that that sometimes can be, you know, definitely an obstacle where you need to find the time to stop and think about why am I really doing this? What's really my end goal? And I think that for me, just being always on the go, it's sometimes something that I had to really start developing. It's like figuring out no matter where I am and no matter what I'm doing, like going back to why am I doing this? Is this still in line with what I want? And that kind of thing, especially like going into MTV it was very, it was a surprise for myself. It, I, it was never the goal, you know, actually I was raised a uh, seventh day Adventist. So I was raised in an environment where television and the entertainment industry was not, it was not acceptable. You know, like I couldn't, I used to always love dancing and I used to ask my mom to put me in dance and I just really couldn't even think about really going that route with anything because it was just not, it was frowned upon. And, mm-hmm. and so for me, uh, television came really out of nowhere. I was going to school and my goal was to play soccer and really go for it and do business and journalism. And then MTV happened. So then when that happened, it became, you know, a little bit of a conflict with like my, all my plans that I had for my life, because it kind of took a whole new direction. And then along the way, there was a lot of obstacles because I grew up in the public eye. You know, I did MTV challenges for about 10 years. And that's really where I, you know, even had my first experience with drinking was on national television, like everything I had. So like my, I had deaths in my family, like my dad, my, my grandmother on national television. And so I grew up in front of the world in a way, but it wasn't really a reality. You know what I'm saying? What they show isn't all reality. So that, that was a lot for me to process and figure out, figure out how to, uh, how to, how to deal with all of that. Meanwhile, sticking to who am I really, what really is my purpose and what really are my goals? Um, but that being said, it was something that having all those obstacles really helped me to the point where today I feel very confident and who I am and very confident in this is what my purpose is. And this is what my goal is, even though I don't have all the right answers, but I can always come back to, yes, I made this mistake, but that's okay. We're going to pick it right back up because we know who we are and we know what we want and what our intentions are. So having, you know, I think for any business owner too, you know, it's just, it's so easy to get too busy almost to where you, especially being like a, a, a business owner, it's really easy to get caught up into the business and the work because you're so passionate about what you're doing. But then all of a sudden you look back and you're like, wait a second, I'm working 24 seven. And that kind of defeats the purpose of being my own boss because, you know, a lot of people are like, yeah, I want to be my own boss. I would love to be my own boss so that I can just do whatever I want, whenever I want. But that's not true. (laughs) Because you're like, it's almost almost easier having an eight of five sometimes. I don't want to say easier, but in the sense of like, you know, having the full flexibility because you go to work eight to five and when you're done, you're done. And you come home. Right. Exactly. You could go to sleep. You could come home. You could have dinner. You could spend time with your family. You know, you don't have to look at your emails. You know, if something comes 
comes up, maybe someone else can handle it. And then, you know, you wake up the next day and you go back and then you can deal with it and then repeat. And then you get your weekends off and you don't have to work. You can put your, you know, phone down. But when you're a business owner, it's like, it's like you're constantly putting out fires. And like, while it does allow you the freedom and while, you know, working, you know, eight to five, it could be easier in a way. I mean, I think being your own boss is very rewarding and it's very fulfilling, but it also is not what people necessarily think. So I think you bring up a really good point. Yeah, because it takes a lot of discipline and guess what? It's your own self-discipline, right? You don't have, you're not going to work where you have a manager or a boss that's telling you these are the tasks that you're doing today. So you complete those and you're good. No. And you know, you're getting your paycheck, you know, every month or every year, however it goes. And that's that, right? Like for us, it's like, if I'm not making myself wake up, if for some reason I have an emotional situation and I'm not mentally all there, there's no one to pick me up. There's no No, one to rely on yourself. Wake up. You got to be here. You got to be there. No, I can easily just shut off and all the hard work can just go down the drain so it's actually very very tricky so okay so I want to know how do you stay so disciplined because I know what it takes personally and I like sometimes I have days where I'm like I'm very routine I have very strict you know schedules like a morning routine a nighttime routine I'm an early morning person like you, you kind of have to be you have to learn this discipline. But I mean, there are also days where I'm like, Oh, my God, I feel so unproductive. And like, there's so much to do. And like, you know, that's the reality of it. Also, it's not all sunshine and and rainbow. So how do you stay so disciplined? Or what are some of your tips for staying disciplined for being a business owner? Oh, man, that's like, uh, I don't even know exactly what the answer to that is. But I guess yeah, (laughs) I think it comes a lot from just the way that I was brought up. I was brought up a little bit into the chaos. You know, my family loved traveling. We were always doing road trips. We were always moving because of my dad. And then I moved to America. So I had to figure things out. Like I had to learn the language so I could help my parents. So I could do the things I wanted to do. So with that came a lot of life lessons where I just learned how to you know, if I want something, even though I may not be perfect, I'm at things, I don't know how to be perfectly organized. But one thing that I do know is that if I want something, I have to go and get it. And otherwise it's not going to happen. Exactly. So to me, that is like one of the main things in my life. It's like, I wake up and sometimes I feel lost and I'm just like, I don't oh, yeah. like- I don't know. I feel like the world is falling, you know, but then it's just like, well, you know what? We're just going to go one step at a time and we're going to pick one thing that we're going to do. And so just taking baby steps, I think really helps me and has helped me really to make those life goals more concrete, you know, in my brain, in my mind, in, in my soul. And I think that also for me, it's very important that on a daily basis, I, do get outside. I think that we have to find out what are the things that we love, right? Because I think that even when we talk about being disciplined, it's all so very materialistic, almost in a way it's all, it's very career oriented or, you know, but I think that we have to be disciplined with how we love ourselves as well, because everything comes from our, our inside out, right? Everything comes from our well-being. We are not feeling great you know, on the inside, 
chances are nothing else is going to work. So I think that for me, learning that and how to like, what are the things I love to do? What are the things that, you know, make me happy on a daily basis? Even if for me, that is just getting outside for at least 10 minutes a day. Doing that alone helps me stay disciplined when I'm trying to do work, you know? I think that's so important. Yeah. Figuring out what you love, you know, and making sure that your soul is happy will always help you with your career and everything else. I think that's really good advice because we're living in this time where it's like you wake up, you work, you have lunch, maybe you work, you come home, you work, you go to sleep, you wake up, you repeat. Like it's like this, it's like we're working so much. We're working ourselves to death, yet we don't. I notice like from, you know, I, I also own a marketing agency and I have this Facebook group and a lot of people have so many excuses and like, like you on your site, I read that you have a no excuses mentality. I have a no excuses mentality because the truth is that if you want something, you have to go after it. And the more excuses you make, the more time you waste. And, you know, but everybody, when I talk about self care and taking time to create routines or just doing a little something that you love each day that makes you feel good like how important it is people are like I don't have time I don't have time but the truth is that you you're right like you have to make time because the second you start feeling bad it, it doesn't lead to anywhere positive so you have to take that time for yourself what like what are some of the things that do you have daily routines like a morning routine or a nighttime routine or like what what do you do for self-care Um, well, one of the things I do, like I said, is get outside. It's very important to me, like whether it's raining or the sun is shining, being around nature to some extent, or just getting outside, breathing real air, you know, just like outdoor air is very major to me. Um, and then working out really helps in, By working out, I don't even mean that you have to go to the gym. I think that there are so many ways to be active. Like even if it's like, like, like the way that I like to do it, because I'm always on the go. So I can't afford the, you know, to be going to the same gym every day and having the same personal trainer every day. So what I did, I went out and took some time to be become a personal trainer certified so that I knew how to train myself. And on top of that, I also... Just you. I, I bought, I took, you know, I budgeted and then I got myself some rollerblades so that when I do want to go outside and just play around, I can just do that. It doesn't have to be like when you say workout, people take it so serious and they think that if they're not going to do like a one hour full to full capacity workout that they're, you know, it's not worth right. it, but it could be a walk. It could be take your bike outside, go for a bike ride around your neighborhood. You know, it could be anything, you know, just get your body moving, even stretching. Stretching is so amazing. So that and then I also one of the things that I really try to do on a daily basis is communicate with the people that I love. Um, I think that for me, we got, you know, it always, it also all go back to like learning about yourself and, you know, asking those questions, what makes me happy, you know? And for me, I know that quality time, whether it's present or via text message or a phone call is very important to me. And it makes me feel good to let the people that I love 
know that I love them. So communicating that is very important to me. So every day I try to at least reach out to one person in my life, whether it's my sister or my mom or my cousin or a friend or, you know, just even talking to my followers. It makes me very happy to take some time to do that because it feeds a part of our soul that I think we're living in an age where it's so chaotic and it's so busy and it's so Seriously, noisy like, that we forget that we need to feel loved, you know? And then sometimes it's like, we yeah. it's so noisy, but we still feel alone. And it's like, but why? Because, because we also need to put time into feeding, you know, our heart. And I think that just being in touch with people that we love is, is very important. It's something that so many people forget get to do because you're right like life now for people it's just so chaotic and you know I both my boyfriend and I we both work from home and we're constantly working and we were just talking about that like it's so important just to take a little bit of time each day you know just to do something together or like for me personally I I wake up really early and I will call home. I My parents live in Chicago. I will call them at like 6 a.m. just to say like, good morning or, you know, just to hear. It's like a good way for me to start my day. And, you know, I'll get up or I'll go for a walk. I'll start, Like I have, like I said, a strict morning routine, but I'll go for a walk. I'll call them. And it's just a good way to have that connection still instead of being so consumed by our workload. I mean, even though we might be passionate about it and we're enjoying it, it's still, it's still necessary because like you said, so many people feel alone right now or lonely. And I think a lot of that has to do with social media and, and a lot of people feel like, you know, they're, they're lacking that, that self-worth. I I don't know really what's going on, but that's why I'm such a big advocate for self-care. Um, but it's true. I think it's all part of a, a health, living a healthy lifestyle and maintaining that balance uh, to be able to achieve the things that you want in life. Um, and you know so what? I it's can relate like, to I, that. Yeah, I, like, I think that it's okay to ask for love. Everyone's living yeah. their, their own little bubble nowadays. And everyone's so worried about sure. the likes and who's following me, who's not following me. And it's like, Come on, guys, like, let, like, let's take a break from that because we should not rely on numbers to feel loved or feel like we, 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 we matter and that we're, our worth should not like, oh, what am I even trying to say exactly? People um, are basing like, their self-worth off of the amount of like of exactly. followers they have. So we, we need to stop. So the only way that we can stop is by stopping ourselves. We can't, no one can do that for us. We need, we need to be the ones that are like, you know what? That is not how I'm going to allow like myself to feel loved. That's not what's going to define my self-worth, but only we can do that. If we allow the noisy world we live in to tell us, you know, what we're worth, it's just self-sabotage, you know? So it's up to us. I don't think there. Yeah. My friends will tell you, like, Camilla, I don't care. I'm like, I will text them until they text me back. And I'm like, and you know, I don't give, I don't care if I am bothering you right now because I love you and I know you love me and you need to (laughs) give me your time. And I am going to make that happen because otherwise it's like you said, people are making excuses and it's like, I'm too busy. I'm like, no, no, you're not too busy for me because I know right. you're not. You just think you are because you're you're too focused on things that don't matter as much as as I do. 
And so right. you know, no, it's okay to no, ask for that sometimes. I agree. And I like the way you put it too. Like, it's okay to ask for love and like, it's okay. Like people are so consumed also with what it's like, what other people think that like, you know, if you really care about someone, if you really love someone, like, I love what you like that just you're just like reaching out and you're like, no, you're going to answer for me. But like, people always have a phone in their hand and they can make time and it's really up to them to make that time. And it's so important. And it's so valuable because you don't want to look back one day and be like, oh my God, I just spent all of these years, you know, missing out on valuable time with family and friends and things that I love. And, and that is what could have compromised, you know, those feelings of your, your happiness, I guess it's what could have compromised your happiness. And so I, exactly. I think these are really valid points and really important. And I am actually very much looking forward to Instagram removing all of the likes. Um, I know they're doing it in a lot of countries. This is a total side note, but um, I think it's so, I think they're doing it more for like for money. I know they claim it's for my mental health. I don't know if you've read about this. Um, yeah. But I do think that it'll, it'll help people um, mentally because they're not going to be focused on that number and they can authentically be themselves and just put out what they want to put out and like you know just enjoy and maybe it'll take them away from the platforms a little bit more so that they can live a life that leaves them feeling fulfilled and I think also what's sad is that so many people rely on these numbers which leave them feeling lonely that they're buying you know likes and followers and all of this because they need that validation that they're so enough. It's crazy. It's so crazy. It's like if you're buying, I'm telling anyone out there, if you're buying likes, you like you're you're buying a number. It's not a person. It's not someone. You know what I mean? It's so crazy to right. me because especially people that run businesses and they're buying likes, it's like you're just wasting money. You're literally grabbing your cash and tossing it in the garbage and you're going in circles in search for something that is non-existent like it's and and it's also lying it's also dishonest I mean if it's I mean if we're talking about influencers or businesses I mean if you're buying those things then it just it's not a good look and you're not going to you're not going to be successful long term anyways because let's say you know you want to get a brand deal or collaboration or partnership, or you want to get your marketing company, you want to get a new client. I mean, if you are, if they're attracted to you because they see these numbers, but they're not real, what are you really going to do for them? Nothing. The relationship isn't going to last. So it's like, you're not doing yourself any good. You're not doing the brands any good. You're not doing your reputation any good. So you kind of have to, you know, start from within and start to learn how to love yourself. And this is all going back to, you know, putting those routines in place for a healthy hap- for a healthy lifestyle. I mean, just to even just go out and do things that make you happy and feel fulfilled, that's what's going to help you to get to that next level in life, to do things that you really enjoy, like what you're doing with, with the travel and your new website, which I want to get into. Um, but I think that the, I'm glad we talked about this because it's so important and so valuable for so many people to hear. Yeah, it really, it is. So you are you're creating this life that you love. You're like, you're doing it. You, there are no excuses and you look like you're having the time of your life. So how did you create this life that allowed you to travel all the time and do the things that you love? Like, what does a day in the life look like of Camilla? And then how did you do it? Honestly, it's 
it all goes back to prioritizing. It all goes back to two things. I think taking the time to ask yourself the questions, what do I love, right? What actually made Mm -hmm. me happy when I was a kid? What did I do that made me smile? And answering those questions and then and then you prioritize those things and you make them part of your life. So for me, like I said, since I was young, traveling is a big part of my life. I used to work really hard and then the money I made would go to travel. I was never just buying clothes or buying things. Um, since right. I was young, I used to just book flights and and take my family. I would be like, oh, mom, like, let's go on this trip. And I will I would use my money to help them with the travel, you know, so that was always a priority for me. I like mm-hmm. to think of it like like traveling for me is like an errand, just like grocery shopping is an errand. So mm-hmm. when I am making my to do list for my month or my week. Traveling is simply part of that, just as much as grocery shopping is, just as much as washing my car. You know, it's if I'm budgeting, traveling is in my budget as much as going to buy food. And it's as simple as that. It's making it a priority in your life and making it a lifestyle. And and instead of it being a luxury, right? I don't look at travel like it's a luxury. And a lot of people think that it's like traveling needs to be expensive, that traveling needs to be like yeah. this huge thing. And it does not. So you have to, you know, you have to think about, is this something that I really love to do? Because traveling isn't easy. When it comes to traveling, it is getting out of your comfort zone. It is experiencing new culture, new languages. It is you know, if you're an introvert, you know, you have to think about all of those things because you're out there and you're talking to people and you're meeting people. At least for me, that's why I travel. So I think it's like figuring out, is this something that you really love? And if it is, then you make it happen and you make it a priority. And, and and it's as simple as that, because if you, anything in life that you make a priority can happen. And it really is that simple. What's the first step that someone should take? Because I know that there are so many people out there who want to travel. Um, but like, and I un- and totally agree with you and I'm on the same page with prioritizing, but like, how did you do it? Did you like come up with like a calendar of like, okay, this month, this is my budget and this is where I'm going to go to. And this is what I want to gain from it. And like, this is how I'm going to make it work. Like, what is the first step? What does someone do my first step is a bucket list I have my bucket list and I'm actually super excited because actually you're the first person I'm sharing this with but I am doing a workshop (laughs) in Bali in May of 2020 I'm doing a trip where people can tag along and because Bali is one of the things in my bucket list but I'll be doing this workshop there where it actually is helping people create their bucket list and and understand how a bucket list can be a lifestyle thing versus just a to-do list and how they can start creating that into their actual life to to do the things because life is so short and if we're not living life to do the things that we dream of doing, then what is the point? I, oh, I yeah. refuse to cool. believe that the point is to just work to pay the bills. I refuse to believe that. We don't. We barely live to be a hundred years old. So in that amount of time, what are we doing? So for me, it's having that list of what do I love? Again, I keep going back to that question because that is the foundation of everything I do. 
because right. I think that to be happy in your career and your personal life, you need to know yourself and you need to know what makes me happy. What do I like to do? So having a list, just do a dump list. I would say just grab a piece of paper and do a dump, just a brain dump. Anything that comes to your mind, anything that you can think of that you love to do, start writing it down. And then afterwards, you can go through and start seeing, ooh, what are the things that, you know, I can do next week? What is a place that, ooh, maybe that will take a little bit more planning. So maybe I can put this on my, in a six month from now list. And then you just, like mm -hmm. I said, in the very beginning of this, baby steps. And then you get one thing in one place that you've always wanted to go. And you're like, all right, now let's break this down. Where is this? Is this something I the can do? The ball starts to? rolling and it and, starts and going. It start, and then you just start doing it little by little. And that's how I do it. It's like, all right, I want to go to Bali. That's a little different than if I want to go to like, I'm in LA, I want to go to Yosemite, which is crazy because I've been in LA for a long time. And Yosemite National mm -hmm. Park is really close. Yet, I haven't been there yet you know what I mean because for yeah. me it's easier to plan international travel believe it or not because I'm just more used to it than sometimes <laughs> doing like a staycation series so yeah. but it's about just breaking those things down and then figuring out you know if you have a budget in place like a budget system and you start figuring out okay this is how much I have a month for travel and this is how much it's gonna take to go to this place all right, so it's going to take me six months to save so then I can go. And then you just start kind of, you know, but it all starts with thinking about it. you got to stop and give yourself the time to be like, what do I want? Like it doesn't need to happen instantly because like we're living also in a world of instant gratification where like we want it right now. But like you're saying we need to take the time to pause and like take a step back and like figure out exactly like allow ourselves the time to figure out what it is we want. Like that's necessary. Exactly. I mean, I created myself this life, like I said, from when I was young, I've always said, right. I'm going to be right. my boss because I want to be able to go where I want to go when I want to go. So right. I purposely built myself this life. It was no accident. A lot of people think that like, oh, you're just lucky because of MTV. No, no. Actually, I was only able to do MTV for as long as I did because I already lived a lifestyle that I wanted. So that allowed you yeah, to do that, to travel goes, and take the time. Exactly. It goes back to you figuring out this is what I want. And another thing, it is never too late to change how you've lived your life. A lot of people think, well, but you know, I went to college and I got this degree. It would just be a waste of my time. Like they become slaves to a decision that they made 20 years ago. You made a decision to go to college and get this degree 20 years ago. Who's to say that today you can't just be like, I don't want to do that anymore. Like that is okay. It's your life and you only got one. So at any point and in time, it, it, is ne it is so short. So it is never too late to stop and be like, let me forget about everything I have done so far. If I was to start over, where would I start? And you know what? Start there. That's a, that's a really great point too. And my, I have another question for you. When you travel, do you travel by yourself with family, with friends, sometimes both? How, how does that work? 
So most of the time I'm traveling by myself, but that's kind of a great question because like I told you, one of the things I realized is so important to me is my family and in the people that I love. So right. what I started doing is because this is what happens. People travel, but we're all living in our own bubble. So, you know, right. sometimes you're like, Hey, let's go on this trip. But it's like, Oh, I don't have the money or I don't have the time, but then they're going on another trip at some other time because they have a wedding. So what I've started doing more is just kind of trying to communicate with my family and my friends and being like, what do you have going on this year? And if, is there a way that I can tag along on a trip or is there a way that we can start purposely, you know, putting a trip together for next year? So just again, priority, you got to just make a priority, you know, but I've always traveled solo because it's a lot easier, right? For me, you're relying on yourself. Exactly. But I am starting to make it a point to travel more with the people that I love because I, you know, it's, it's just, it's important to me. And it's meaningful too. Cause then you have all of those memories that, that last and, and not that you don't when you're by yourself, but sometimes it's, it's always different. I mean, there's a big difference when you're traveling on your own and when you're traveling with other people, you're either experiencing things with people that you know, are close to you or you're experiencing things from a totally different angle, which is still just as cool. Exactly. So and traveling built- sorry, to go back to that, like traveling oh, yeah, is yeah. just, Oh my God. It's hard for me even to find the words to express how important I think. And I truly believe that traveling is to any human being. It is an a uh, uh, mind-opening experience that cannot be replaced by any money or any material thing. And I really do think that everyone should make traveling a priority in their lives because it, it's life-changing. Every time I travel, I come back like better. And there's never you been learned one time. Learned so much, I bet. There's never been a time in my life that I traveled that I'm like, oh, I regret that trip. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. okay. So going along with that, actually, because I think travel is so important also. And every time I've ever traveled and we travel quite a bit, I mean, it's always so eye opening. I'm always learning something new. And I, I love that. I mean, I've taken some trips that have completely changed my life. Like I, I come back after, you know, two weeks, like a different person. I mean, like, it's so, it's so amazing. If someone's wanting to do this, you know, for their, like, you know, let's say they say, okay, I really want to travel. That is my priority. That's what's going to make me happy, but I don't have the money to do so because that's like what stops a lot of people, right? Like, how am I going to be able to support myself? Yeah. How, how can they support themselves while, while traveling? Like, what do you suggest from someone's, if someone's starting from scratch? Well, I mean, are you talking about doing it as a business, like a full-time or just like, how can I afford to travel while keeping my lifestyle the same? I think right now, like, I think there's a lot of people who just want to make travel their career. And I think there's people who want to just live life to the fullest, but they don't know how to quit their job because they can't, they feel that they can't. I'm I'm also like a no excuses person. Like you find a way and you make it happen. Like there are always ways there. Life has so many opportunities. So like for me, I, I think a little bit differently, but I want to know what you would suggest to someone who's like, like, yeah, I want to do what Camilla is doing. I want to travel. That's my passion. I want to make it my full-time career, you know, or I want to just travel, you know, yeah. to do what I'm passionate about. But like, 
how do I support myself while doing this? Like, how am I going to make money to support this lifestyle? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think that, again, you need to ask yourself, one, why? Why do I want to travel? And mm-hmm. making and and if it's something that they've done before and they already know for a fact they love, then I would suggest you know going on Google and looking up all the thousands of ways that you can make money while traveling. You can blog. Yeah, Google's can, your best you know, friend. Become a content creator. I mean, there are so many ways. However, it's different. Traveling for fun and traveling for work are very two different things. And right. a lot of people think that it's all fun and games. And then when it's like you have to be taking photos or you have to be writing blog posts or you have to be doing videos and editing videos, it becomes a whole other thing. And it may take away from the whole idea of traveling. So I would first realize, have I even done this before? Do I even know what it would feel like to go traveling and try to create a blog post about it or try to, you know, do social media? And if not, first of all, do an experiment, right? I would do an experiment, book a trip, or I would find a group. There's a lot of groups out there that I think do like group travels. There's, you know, like I have a group of people like in Vancouver, they're always having a community. They're called Chasing Sunrise. And there's another one that's called All About Adventures. And like there's all these different groups where it's all about traveling. So I would first find a community, you know, where I can kind of attach myself to and go on a trip and see what it is and meet people that are doing that. And figure out if that's really even something you want to do because it's a lot of work. You know what I mean? And it all looks pretty, right? It all looks pretty from the outside, but creating all that content, it might sound like, oh, yeah, I'm going to write a blog post. Like, I love that. But, like, I feel like until you act like anything in life, until you actually put yourself in that situation and give it a try, you don't really know what it's going to be like. So I think that's a really good point. Like, to take it really slow, to test it out, to exactly. make sure it's something you're interested in because it's a commitment. I, I feel like it, it is a commitment. I mean, when oh. I travel, I travel for fun, but to have that be like a, a lifestyle it's and, and a business, a it's... Commitment. You have it's to. Different. There's a lot of moving parts and it can be very stressful and it can take away from the reason why you wanted to travel to begin with. You know what I mean? So because even myself, I have to uh, compartmentalize. I have some trips where they're business and then I have some trips where they're purely fun. And even sometimes I'll combine those, but I have my working days and then I have the time that's for vacation. Because like we said before, it defeats the purpose if all of a sudden we want to travel you know, because it's fun, but then all we're doing is working when we're traveling and it completely defeats the purpose. So I think the first thing is, again, ask yourself, why do I want to do this? You know, and if you haven't tried it, I would find a community or I would, you know, research, definitely do a little bit of a research and then do a trip, like a trial run, you know, see what it feels like and, and go from there. So don't just quit your day job just to Oh, like, definitely I not. People are so focused on quitting their job. They're so desperate to quit their job just to do it, but they don't think about, okay, well, you know, what's going to happen when I do this? And like, is this something I'm passionate about? So I feel like that's also like really good advice because 
you know, you, you don't know what's going to happen once you actually take that next step. So to be able to try something out and join a community and just do that research. I mean, like I always tell people to like, Google's your best friend. Um, I'm like, I like spend half, half my days Googling just to learn new things. Right. And I mean, I think that that's the, what, where the focus should be before your focus is, okay, how do I quit my job? Because that's the whole thing. Everybody's like, okay, how can I quit my job to work for myself? But like, taking a step back and prioritizing what you like is probably the best advice because you're not only going to save yourself time, but you're going to get closer to what you want. And it's also, I think, ask, you know, you got to ask yourself, what am I good at? Right. What are right. you good at? Because why, a like, little list. if you're, if you don't know how to edit a video, how are you trying to be, you know, a content creator for companies? Because now what's going to happen is you're going to go do this and then you're going to have to hire someone to do the job for you. And then it's just going to be more stressful and you're still not going to do, you know, like you're still not going to be getting paid enough. So you just really got to figure out what do I want? Why do I want to do this? Because if the goal is to travel for fun, then it might be beneficial to keep your job make your money where it's, you know, guaranteed. Right. And then you create a system where you cut back on other, some things that you spend money on now so that you can travel more. I actually know a lot of people that have full-time jobs and, and have like traveling Instagram because they make it a priority. They know that every weekend, yes, they work throughout the week, but they know that their paycheck is going towards every weekend them traveling instead of spending money going to a random restaurant, spending money going, you know, to the movies, they spend their money traveling on the weekends and they join communities. And, and so there are so many ways to travel without having to completely disrupt your life. And then yeah, I think after you've tried people it, people don't realize bit, that. Yeah. And after you've tried it and you're like, I really love this, then you can right. start considering, all right, how can I make money now doing this? And then you'd start trying to do that. And if you're not making money, then you can easily just, you know, all right, I'm not going to make money. This is just going to be a hobby or, oh, this right. can actually make me money so I can actually quit my job. Right. And you know, there's, I, I like the way you're putting this because there are are so many different ways of going about it like you can love travel but maybe you don't want to have to constantly write about it so you know putting your paycheck towards what makes you happy which is just the experience is another really good way to go about it and I feel like just taking that step back and and realizing what's important to you and trying out different things is the best way to find that solution now for people who want to go into this full time how long because this is another question that a lot of people ask how long does it take if you want to be a blogger or a travel blogger, you know, to start making money or to start gaining that awareness so that you can turn it into a full-time career? I think it totally depends on who you are and how much of a yeah. priority are you willing to make it? There is no perfect question. And I think that's the problem. Like we're living in a world where everyone's just waiting for the perfect answer. And it's like, honestly, it's a lot of work and you just got to do it. You got to start. It depends you gotta, on how aggressive you are. Exactly. And it just depends again. Like you might do it and figure out like that you don't have the, like it's not, you don't have the talent for it. You know what I'm saying? Like some things yeah. are learnable. Other things are uh, like, I mean, I actually, I think I believe everything. We can learn anything we want. But okay. that being said, there are, so, like for me, 
I, can, I, I refuse to edit videos. I know I can. I've dabbed into it, but I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. Yeah, it's my it. forte. It's not my forte when it comes to photos. I love editing photos and I can edit anyone's photos and I actually enjoy it. But when it comes to video, I just know that that's not my field, right? So it we're not, you know, you got to figure it out. Is that even something you like to do, you know? And and go from there and then figure out, okay, this is something I want to do. And so I'm going to give and I'm going to dedicate you know, five hours a day and I, and I'm doing it, you know, you got to be determined. You got to just be, figure it out. This is what I want to do. Make it a priority and then put the hours in and there's no way around it. And that yeah. will dictate how long it's going to take you to, to get it done. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's trial and error. And there is no perfect answer because you know what? Someone may start. I'm a very, a very big advocate for trying things, right? So I tried, decided to try to play the ukulele and I learned it and picked it up within Love five that. minutes. I would have oh, never known awesome. that I was good at it until I tried it. So that's why I keep saying it's like, you got to try it because maybe someone is going to give it a go and they'll realize they can write a blog and, and do the posts in like 10 minutes and figure out that their creativity is just going to keep popping and they're going to get it done so fast. and and things are going to move fast or then they're going to do it and realize, Ooh, I don't know how to do this. And yeah. it might come a little longer. I don't know. It's, there's no perfect answer. No, that makes sense. I think that's good too, because I think everybody's looking for an answer, but the truth is that you just kind of have to go out and do it and wait and see. And you know, if it's something you're good at, then I think that you'll notice opportunities start to come your way and if it's not your thing, you'll notice, okay, you know, maybe after a year of trying, you know, if some, nothing's coming your way and you haven't, maybe it's not your thing. But if you start something and you feel like, oh my God, I love this. I'm passionate about it. Like you can learn different things or like, if you don't like video editing, you can outsource it or like find or not do it or find other ways around it. But there really isn't, I agree with you. There isn't a set answer. I, I know a lot of people ask, but it's really like trial and error and just kind of figuring it out for yourself and everybody's different everybody has a different mission everybody is you know their own authentic self and you know you kind of have to just play it by ear and try right it is and I think that it's once again it's making it a priority it's figuring out yep. is this something I want to do and if the answer is yes and you've thought about it and and the answer is still yes then you go to the next step all right so I got to yeah. make time for it. So then what's the next step? I'm going to research because there are so many different programs out there. There's so many communities. There's, you know, right. a lot of people, there's a lot of tools out there. And then it's a matter of, you know, making an investment, realizing, is this something I want seriously enough to make an investment and do a workshop? Is it, you know, and then you go from there one step at a time. But a lot of people, I think they just want to, it's kind of like learning how to play the piano. Or like learning how to play a sport, right? Snowboarding right. sucks when you're learning. Surfing mm -hmm. sucks when you're learning. Like it is, I think, well, surfing, I believe, is officially the hardest sport. I don't and I don't think I could ever surf. <laughs> no, I think if I tried, I could. But like I've never tried. I haven't tried like, yet. But like surfing, snowboarding, learning the piano, those are things that they really, really, truly suck. Learning how to play the guitar until you know how to do it 
it's not enjoyable. It's actually not enjoyable. Like surfing takes years to learn. And until you're good, it sucks because you're just getting beaten up by the waves. Until you learn how to play the piano, you're just practicing, practicing, practicing. And it just really sucks. And that's what this is about. Everything, it's like people just want to be good. They just want to be at the point where they're traveling and making money. Instant gratification. But you got to take all the steps to get there. And there is no shortcut. There just isn't. Totally. I I totally agree. And I appreciate you bringing that reality into this conversation because I think a lot of people really need to hear that especially now like we it's it goes back it's instant gratification we all want things now but that's just not how it works you know we have a cell phone and it can we can text someone right then and there and get a response right then and there we can go on social media and post a picture now and get comments and likes now I know I'm going back to social media as an example but like if you really want to you know build a life that you love and and you have to practice and you have to work on that skill and you have to develop that skill and you have to keep going after it day after day after day after day until you have built something that is you know successful and it's not it just doesn't happen overnight and so I want to talk about you now you've built this beautiful website and I want you to tell us all about that like what can people expect to learn it's beautiful it seems super valuable and I'm really excited for you so tell us everything about it Uh, thank you I am so excited and again it just comes (laughs) to show how like not easy things are it's taken me so many years to get this website up and going and you know I finally decided I'm just gonna do it myself because relying on other people sometimes is just you know, it makes things a little more difficult. So I just kind of did it. And (laughs) and I just want to build it yourself. I did. I built it all entirely by myself. So I'm very excited. Like I said, it was was something that I learned, like that I was like, I'm going to give this a go. And if it really sucks, I'm going to hire someone. And if I can do it, and I just did it in a couple of days. So it just turned out I was actually decent at it. So Mm -hmm. But anyways, it's really a a space that I wanted to be a place where things live longer because social media is so fast paced. And I feel like I put something out today and then tomorrow it's like that didn't matter anymore. And I I just think that, you know, I want my website to be almost like a long term relationship with my audience and with my followers, because we're living in a world where numbers, you know, we're looking at numbers and it's like, oh, this person has a million followers. But it's like you do understand those are not a million robots, right? They're a million people. Those are people and humans. So I want my website to really be a place where I can share with, you know, the people that do follow me, which I am so thankful for every single person. I wanted to be a place where I can share my real life, where I can share my stories, where I can, where I am not so much worried about, oh, is this going to look pretty on my feet or not? I want it to be a place where I can be real, where I can talk about topics that, you know, I haven't talked in a long, in a long time. I wanted to be a place where I can offer my tips and I can answer questions that, you know, everybody has, and it's going to take me a little bit to get there, but I feel like I just wanted yeah, to get up and going so that, you know, people can ask me what they want because that's what it, sh- what, what I, what I want my website to be about. It's not about impressing anyone. It's really about 
being myself and being the real me and sharing my real life. And my followers are a big part of my, my life. And so I wanted to be yeah. a place where I can just talk to them, you know, and give them what they want. That's amazing. Well, I'm, I think it's so beautiful and amazing what you're doing and it seems super authentic to you. And I love that you're creating a space that's just, it's more relatable and it just takes things to another level. And I think that it's really important because one thing that we're really lacking now is like that connection. And I think building sites like this, where you're allowing people to ask you things and letting things live longer, it's just builds that connection even further and, you know, allows people to feel more connected. I know I've said connection like five times, but it's true. And I think that it's, that that's super valuable. I think it's amazing. And I really appreciate you sharing this with me today and with my audience. And I think that you have a lot of success coming your way. And this has been an incredible episode. I've, I've learned a lot. Um, I know this is going to be valuable for everyone else too. And I really, really appreciate you being here. Well, thank you so much for having me. Like, honestly, you're, you're amazing. Everything you're doing and thanks for everyone, um, for listening. Like, I'm just excited about kind of just going into this new path and living a life that really matters to me and just, you know, go sign up for my newsletters because I do have a lot yes. of things <laughs> coming up. Uh, I have a web series. I just have a lot of fun things that I couldn't just really talk about yet, but you know, if you go there and sign up, I'll be sharing it with everyone. So thanks for having me. Of course. So I'm going to link your information in the show notes, but Camilla, why don't you share with everyone where they can find you, your website, your Twitter, your Instagram, everything? Yeah. Uh, my website is therealcamilla.com and my, all my handles essentially are at Camilla MTV and that's Camilla with one L. Um, and yeah, my Twitter is at Camilla MTV. Instagram is at Camilla MTV and also Facebook at Camilla MTV. I'm also on Snapchat. It's Camilla MTV. <laughs> so <laughs> everything Camilla Very MTV. <laughs> Not too complicated. Yes. You know, it gets confusing when so many people have different like it's, it's a different name for everything. And then this is just like the easiest way, but I'll link it for people too, so that they can actually see it and go and click on it. Guys, go subscribe to Camilla's new website. It sounds amazing. I'm going to subscribe and thank you so much again. This has been great. Thank you. You have a great day. 